This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Coming up on today's show, I've got a special preview of Star Wars Jedi Survivor. Everybody and welcome to this week's episode of What's Good Games. Normally, your source for video game news, commentary, analysis, and funny stuff every Friday. But today, we have got a special episode as What's Good Games is on spring break. I'm still Andrea Uh-oh. Renee, though, joined by Brittany Brombacher. Oh my God, spring break. I'm here on the beach, sipping Woo. a pina colada, taking tequila shots. It's the best. Oh my gosh. Remember when we went to spring break, like how many years ago? Yeah. Mm. And now here I am in my pajamas. Like <laughs> I finally washed my hair today after packs. So that's kind of a win. You know what? It's the little things, everybody. <laughs> you got to give yourself the little wins sometimes. I love that, though. And also, it's not good for you to wash your hair all the time. And it's today, not. maybe you learned, everybody listening. We want to thank this month's Patreon producers, who we assume are still Chewy's Gods and Alex Rogopoulos, Ferris Etia, Justin Foshi, and Punctify. But we will update that list when we are back from break. And thank you to everybody who has joined our Patreon community at patreon.com slash what's good games. Thank you to everybody who's also giving us a few minutes of their time by leaving us a wonderful five star review on your podcast platform of choice even if it's just going to spotify hitting that follow button if you do the extra step and give us the five stars we really appreciate that thank you everybody out there today's show is brought to you by expressvpn factor and honey but we'll tell you more about that in just a little bit so Brittany and i were trying to decide what are we going to do for this week's episode and i was like what if we just talk about star wars (laughs) You know, I am all here for it. Here, all for it. I don't know, grammar is hard. You were at a bomb diggity preview event along with some of our friends, and I was very jealous. It looked like everyone was having a really good time. It was reminding me of preview events of yore. We haven't seen a preview event of this scale literally in years. It's probably the first one of this size that I've been to in like four years. And a big thank you to EA and Respawn for inviting me to come out and to play the game. There was literally hundreds of content creators and members of the media from all over the world that they flew in to play this game. And originally they talked to us about being able to capture and then due to some technical constraints, they decided, hey, we're actually just going to supply you with B-roll. And I was like, actually, thank you. Because you know what I don't need? The internet judging my lightsaber skills. Okay. (laughs) I love that. There's no better feeling in the world when you're going to a preview event and it's B-roll will be provided. Thank you. I'm like, I would love it if you like your lead combat designer can just play and show me all the really cool things that if I get good at the game that I can accomplish, (laughs) which they did at the end of our demo, which I'm going to talk about a little bit later on. And it was, it literally like blew my mind how good this guy, how good this guy was at this game, (laughs) the kind of things that you can accomplish combat wise. But so before I kind of launch into the preview, just a little bit of, you know, setup. So Star Wars Jedi Survivor, the direct sequel 
to Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, which came out just two years ago, I feel like. And what's really cool about what they're doing this time around is that obviously they've added some gameplay elements. They are taking more cool narrative steps in the story following Cal Kestis. And there's just so many interesting things that they're doing with gameplay. I loved this game when it came out. And by this game, I mean Jedi Fallen Order. It was one of my favorite games of the year. I know that people had some issues with it. You know, we'll talk about some of the things with traversal and the maps and some of the more Metroidvania style of gameplay that was in the first game that some people were like, I don't really like this. But otherwise, story-wise and gameplay-wise, I think it was really well-received. And Respawn, of course, a fantastic studio, doing great work on other titles like Apex Legends, to name a few, or to name one, I should say. Rip for Titanfall. Maybe it'll come back someday. So I was pumped when they were like, hey, do you want to come play? I was like, yes, I absolutely want to come play. I can't wait. So there's a lot of things that I can't talk about specifically. So let me just get that out of the way. You guys did great by sending me in some questions about things that you have curiosities about, but I'm going to keep this spoiler free. But I am going to be mentioning some character names in some places. So if you want to go in completely blind, you probably don't want to listen or watch this episode. So I guess this is your official warning about that. But the game comes out April 28th. So just a couple of weeks away now at this point. Wow. And it's looking very good. So we were playing Question. on PC. Yes. So I enjoyed the first game a lot. I know close to nothing about Star Wars. Can you kind of set the scene? Like what's happening? Yes. You know what? Let me pull up the exact like description of what's happening so I don't get any of it wrong. Because you know what's going to happen is if I don't get this exactly right, the Star Wars stands are going to come after me and I just, I can't. Or like, EA. You know, or that. Or <laughs> response is going to be like, excuse me, that's not what the game is about. So according to StarWars.com, the story of Cal Kestis continues in Star Wars Jedi Survivor, a third-person galaxy-spanning action-adventure game from Respawn Entertainment, developed in collaboration with Lucasfilm Games. This narratively-driven single-player title picks up five years after the events of Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order and follows Cal's increasingly desperate fight as the galaxy descends further into darkness. No longer a Padawan, Cal has come into his own and grown into a powerful Jedi Knight. The dark times are closing in with enemies new and familiar. Surrounding him, Cal will need to decide how far he's willing to go to save the closest to him. Go beyond your training with the cinematic combat system. It returns with additional force abilities and new lightsaber fighting styles, which we're going to talk about. Creatively leverage all these abilities and weapons to strategically take on expanded hosts of enemies, sizing up in strength and weaknesses while cleverly utilizing your training to overcome opponents and solve the mysteries that lay in your path. This is some wow. marketing-ass marketing copy. <laughs> I was going to say, holy crap, it's so going. Okay, because all that makes sense, because Cal this time around looks much more daddy-like. He has all the facial hair going on, because yes. he's no longer a Padawan. No, he is a full Jedi Knight now, and uh, okay. his combat and traversal skills absolutely showcase that. So we started at the beginning of the game. So we got about four hours of hands-on time with the game. And Mm. we skipped the first hour, presumably because there was narrative things happening there that they didn't want us to see or that there's some kind of experience there that they're trying to save because Respawn has said time and time again that they're withholding a lot of the narrative elements from previews and trailers because obviously they want player discovery to be a big thing. 
And this story, I feel like diehard Star Wars fans, I think were really skeptical before Jedi Fallen Order launched. Like, how is this new character going to fit into the canon of Star Wars? And are they going to be true and really kind of pull from the tiny crevices of the Star Wars universe to bring in some really fun fan favorite things? And I think Respawn absolutely delivered that with A Fallen Order. And we don't know a lot about the narrative. And as I mentioned, I'm going to abstain from talking a lot about the narrative in my preview time for you guys to be able to discover on your own. So I do have some B-roll here. So if you guys are listening to the podcast and you want to check it out, you can do so at youtube.com slash what's good games. And I'll pull up some stuff for you to take a look at, Britt. Where would you like to start? Do you want to talk about abilities or do you want to talk about combat? Ooh, I'm big old progression kind of girl. So let's talk about those abilities. Ooh, okay, okay. So let's talk about abilities. Actually, while we're going to talk about abilities, let me pull up the right video for that so that we can Can talk you comment about- on the map? I'll just comment on the map right away. Okay. The map, new and improved, but still sort of confusing to follow. Ah! <laughs> it was a big thing that they actually pointed out while we were getting prepped by the team for the events as we're sitting down at our PC stations to play and things like that. And the map does look better. The pathing for the map is absolutely better. They have this white line that shows on the map like where you've been. But what I would prefer is a white line on the map that shows me where I'm supposed to go, not where I've been. But that's a challenging thing for the developer to do, not only because, you know, you have to build that in. That's not, you can't just be like, oh, add white directional line. Like the, the actual programming behind that is kind of complicated. But there's a lot more open world areas to explore this time around. Jedi Fallen Order had exploration areas, but felt a lot more linear in its gameplay. And now you're going to be on several worlds, but the world we got to see was the hub world of Kobo, which we've seen in some gameplay trailers that they've put out. And it definitely feels like a fully fleshed out open world to explore. There's dungeons, there's optional bosses, there's a little cantina town where you get to meet NPCs and there's shops. You can, I mean, it feels like a really fleshed out world. And I love that they're adding more of those elements in this time around because it feels like I wanted to do more of that exploration in Jedi Fallen Order, but there really wasn't like an opportunity for me to do that. And I'm like really appreciate that this time around they're like, hey, you know what? We're going to give you what you want, more of the stuff to do. So let me show you some of that world. Let me pull up this B-roll here, this little hub world that's on Kobo. And we're following um, Cal and, you know, his trusty BD1 running around. This is really one of the first places that you visit. So you are in the Mantis and at the beginning of the game, the Mantis is having some problems and you kind of take it down to Kobo in search of your good old buddy Grease. So Grease, Mm. of course, is a returning character from the first game and you kind of start the journey of Jedi Survivor looking for one of your old shipmates and kind of figuring out, you know, what's my next plan? How am I going to get the Mantis repaired? And, you know, ultimately continue on Cal's journey to, you know, essentially stave off the Empire in any way that he can. In the footage that we're looking at now at, again, youtube.com slash what's good games, the meditation points return. And this is where you can change your stance. There are now five combat stances, which we'll talk about in a second. And also an expanded skill tree. So we have three main sections of the skill tree. And what's really awesome about the way that they've expanded the skill tree 
tree this time around is that each of the combat stances has their own individual skill tree, which is mm. awesome, which means you could really pick which stance is your favorite. And there's some very deep customization and upgrading that happens within each of those. And they showed us some late game combat with one of the dev team members. And it is baller some of the cool things you can do <laughs> once you get late game and actually level up these different stances so the three main trees though are survival lightsaber and force and then under the lightsaber tree is where the individual stance trees are where you can upgrade which style of lightsaber you want so i loved the dual sided where you're holding the lightsaber and it's got the two ends yeah. that was my favorite stance it felt super powerful and i thought that to me that was it's probably going to be my preferred play method but one of the other stances that we got to experiment with because you get it from the very beginning of the game is the dual wielding which you see in the footage that we're watching here with cal fighting some local wildlife a bioma i believe is the creature's Ooh. name and this is more of a high risk high reward stance meaning it's super powerful but you're also kind of squishy it's Something that I think you're going to maybe want to explore a little bit later on in the game, unless you spent a lot of time playing Fallen Order and you're like, nah, man, I am a Jedi master. <laughs> Clearly, I can master <laughs> the dual wielding from the beginning. Go on with your bad self. There are five difficulty settings, by the way. I picked Jedi Knight, which is right in the middle. And they do have a baby-ass baby mode. So thank you, Respawn, for that. Hallelujah. Uh, was yes. one of the stances more defensive? I'm assuming it was. And, you know, I can't remember from the last game. Is it going to be a necessity to switch between all of the stances, depending on your combat encounters? I mean, yes and no. I think that there's absolutely advantages to switching between because there's certain kinds of enemies, particularly the creatures of the Star Wars universe, that favor certain stances over others. The double-sided stance is the more defensive stance, but they really upgraded the single stance as well, the, the single lightsaber stance, the single blade, I should say, mm. where you can do some really powerful moves with it now, and they give you like these little bars on screen to show you like this stance has this much power, this one has this much speed, and this is like the defensive capabilities. So you can kind of look at more of like the RPG stats of which stance you want to figure out like, is this the play style I want? And when you're at a meditation point, you can swap out. So you can have two stances active, like on your hotkeys at any time. And then at meditation oh. points, you can change what those stances are. So you can hot swap between two stances and so that's nice that you can kind of experiment yeah. with which ones you like and then you can, you know, favor one over the other. The other stances that we didn't get to play with in the demo but have been confirmed is the cross guard lightsaber stance, which is what Kylo Ren has, if you guys are familiar with what his lightsaber looks like. And then the blaster stance. And we didn't get to see gameplay of this in any trailers and they didn't provide us with gameplay, but they showed us gameplay on site and said, you can talk about what you saw. Oh. And oh my gosh, the blaster stance looks super cool. So the blaster stance is Cal with the single bladed lightsaber and a blaster. So you're basically dual wielding, but you have a blaster in one hand and a lightsaber in another hand. Dude. And it looks Dude. baller. I can't wait to play with it. And there were some really cool abilities that they showed us that I have. don't know what they're called. I don't know how many skill points it takes to unlock them because they're like, at the very end of the demo, they're like, we just want to show you what some like high level combat looks like. 
And everybody in the room was just like, oh my God, this is so cool. <laughs> I don't have anything to show you guys okay. here because they're like, I have, we're keeping it a secret, but you can say that you saw it. And I was like, all right, well. Britt, I'm having a blast talking to you about Jedi Survivor, but I want to let everybody know that this week's episode of What's Good Games is brought to you by these fantastic sponsors. This episode of What's Good Games is brought to you by ExpressVPN. When you go to the bathroom, Andrea, you always close the door behind you, right? You don't want a random passerby looking in on you, like a child. So why would you let people look in on you when you go online? Your online privacy is important. That's why I use ExpressVPN, and you should too. Using the internet without a VPN is like going to the bathroom and not closing the door. How is that? Well, your internet service provider knows every single website you visit, and they can sell this information to ad companies and tech giants who then use your data to target you. ExpressVPN creates a secure encrypted tunnel between your device and the internet, so your online privacy can't be seen by anyone. It works on phones, laptops, even routers, so everyone who shares your Wi-Fi is protected. And all you have to do is just fire up the ExpressVPN app and click one button. And that, my friends, is as easy as closing the bathroom door. Get an extra three months free of ExpressVPN free by going to expressvpn.com slash what's good games. That's expressvpn.com slash what's good games for three extra months free. Expressvpn.com slash what's good games. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This week's episode of What's Good Games is brought to you by Factor. This spring, you need nutritious, convenient meals to energize you for warmer, active days and keep you on track to reach your goals. I am dreaming of those warmer days. It's nothing but rain over here in California. Factor, please help me. America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit can give me fuel fast with ready-to-eat meals delivered right to my door and yours. Save time, eat well, and tackle everything on your to-do list this spring. Too busy to cook? I mean, aren't we all? <laughs> but we gotta, right? With Factor, you can skip trips to the grocery store and skip the chopping, prepping, and cleaning up too because Factor's fresh, never-frozen meals are ready in just two minutes. So all you have to do is heat and enjoy. Then get back outside and soak up that nice weather. With 34 chef-prepared, dietitian-approved weekly options, there's always something new to try. Plus, you can round out your meal and replenish your snack supply. With an assortment of over 45 add-ons, including breakfast items like egg bites, smoothies, 
and more. With Factor, you can rest assured that you're making a sustainable choice as well, which is so important these days. They offset 100% of their delivery emissions to your door, and they source 100% renewable electricity for production sites. Head to factormeals.com slash whatsgood50 and use our code whatsgood50 to get 50% off your first box. That's code whatsgood50 at factormeals.com slash whatsgood50 to get 50% off your first box. This episode of What's Good Games is also brought to you by Honey, the easy way to save when shopping on your iPhone or computer. Now, I don't know about you, but there's nothing quite like a dopamine hit when you find a nice old sale going on or a coupon that you can use. Andrew, do you say coupon or coupon? I got I to gotta settle this. I say coupon. Okay. I, I, see, I think I bounce between the two. Are you a coupon girl? I think I'm a coupon girl. Other times I'm a coupon girl. But you know what? It's okay. Because thanks to Honey, Andrea Renee manually searching for coupons slash coupons and their codes is a thing of the past. Honey is the free shopping tool that scours the internet for promo codes and applies the best one it finds to your cart. So this is how it works. Imagine you're shopping on one of your favorite websites. When you check out, the Honey button appears and all you have to do is click apply coupons slash coupons. Wait a few seconds as Honey searches for coupons it can find for that site. And if Honey finds a working coupon, you'll watch the prices drop. Now, we are of the age where we have friends who have kids who know what they want. They know what they want for Christmas. They know what they want for birthdays, for holidays, etc. And I got to admit, I don't know what any of these websites are, any of these toys are. So all I do is I go to these websites I've never heard of, and I search for the thing they want, some weird slide thing I had to buy recently. I don't even know. It was not cheap. But thanks to Honey, I saved a nice amount of money, and I was able to get me a nice old uh, delivery of of a certain food variety that Andrea knows I love very much. And I saved enough that I could afford that. So, hey, thank you, honey, for having my back and supporting my unhealthy food habits. But did you know that Honey doesn't just work on desktops? It works on your iPhone, too. Woohoo! Just activate it on Safari on your phone and save on the go. And if you don't already have Honey, you could be straight up missing out. And by getting it, you'll be doing yourself a solid and supporting what's good games. Get PayPal Honey for free at joinhoney.com slash what's good that's joinhoney.com slash what's good all right brit time for more jedi talk let's go daddy cal okay so back to the skills so i mean the two other skill trees that aren't you know combat or lightsaber based the survival and the forest trees also are super fleshed out as well which is really great i mean the survival tree is your basic you know resistance points health points your force like uh refresh rate and things like that right your basic like how do i survive things the force tree they also really fleshed out there's three like smaller trees underneath the force tree the telekinesis jedi concentration and the confusion tree which was really fun because they give you this ability right from the beginning of the game and let me see if I can find some combat with this in it where you can essentially use the force to confuse an enemy into fighting for you against his allies and mm-hmm. that's really fun to use particularly on creatures <laughs> and you can use it on almost anybody as long as you have enough force meter and you can also upgrade it and the upgrade abilities there are really cool. I love that they took a lot of the force abilities this time around and really amped them up because they're like, hey, this is no longer Padawan Cal. This is Jedi Knight Cal. And we want to, you know, make him feel powerful. We want him to seem like he, you know, really has some cool Jedi abilities. And let me tell you, like Cal Kestis feels like a boss for being Mm. so young and only being a Jedi Knight for a couple of years. Seems like he can do a lot 
in combat that we haven't necessarily seen in the cinematic Star Wars universe. So, I mean, that's the beauty of video games, though, is that you get to live out your Jedi Knight fantasies in this game. And I think that Respawn really nailed it. If you loved the combat of Fallen Order, you are going to be beside yourself with how good the combat in Jedi Survivor is. We are looking at a little bit of exploration right now on the footage. Let me see if I can find some more of the Force abilities. Yeah, so we just saw a Force push. They made it so that you can use Force push with both hands now, so you can Force push much larger objects. You can Force push whole groups of enemies, which is really fun. And just using, like, the magic of the Force in combat just feels so satisfying. Like, Force pulling an enemy and then, like, swiping them in half with your lightsaber is this like I don't know why it feels so satisfying because you're not supposed to be like <laughs> evil, right? We're we're the the good guys here. We are <laughs> the good guys, safe, but you know, and that's how I'm going to justify playing on baby ass baby mode. Is I want to feel really powerful because I do remember the last game you had to be really good with your parries, right? I'm not making that up. You're not making that up, okay. and it's the same here depending on the type of enemy that you're fighting. And I think that's why a lot of people really liked and respected. A lot of the choices that Respawn made in the combat of Fallen Order is because it felt rewarding. And I love that they just give people choices. That's all we ask for on this show, right? We just want developers to give us something that we can grab onto and really sink time into learning the systems for. But we also want to be able to play and not feel frustrated if that's the style of gameplay we want, which is, Mm -hmm. you know, challenging sometimes with more of the Soulsborne style games. And so this game, I think, gives people options because, like I said, there's those five different skill levels that you can choose, the difficulty levels, and you can choose kind of like, how big do you want your parry windows? Do you want them smaller or do you want them like, Bigger is better, baby. On boss mode, right? Also, traversal, which we're seeing a little bit here, feels so much better. That was a big complaint people had from the first game is that some of the traversal felt a little clunky for where we were at in the overall action-adventure genre. And it feels a lot faster this time around. Not only does the environments just, they're just so gorgeous, but you have a grapple now, which is great. And you can do a lot more different types of climbing. There's a lot more elements in each of the environments that I found I could grab onto. So it made jumping around easier. Of course, you have more fun flips you can do using the force and things like that. It just overall felt like traversal. It didn't feel like a, a pain point or a sticking point at all which was great. And they really showcased the traversal and the verticality of these levels. So on Kobo in in particular, the reason I got lost and still got a little frustrated with the map is because there's so many different levels. You can go very high up into the sky. You can go down into caverns. There's so much exploration. And I think people are really going to love that. A lot Mm. of people on Twitter had asked me, you know, how is the Metroidvania element? You know, are they still kind of asking you to traverse through these deep areas and then like hike your way back out. And I'd say, yes, there is still Metroidvania elements. I think that really was a high point for me of the game, really giving that incentive to go explore. But Mm -hmm. what they have added to make it better this time around is more shortcuts. And that's all I wanted. I was like, just more shortcuts. And so it felt like this time around, there was a substantial amount of, oh, activate this rope that falls down, open this locked door, here's a zip line. The zip lines are super fun. And so when you get lost or you need to quickly go back to another part, it doesn't feel like you're running forever, which was a big problem in the first game. Oh, that is amazing. I love that so much. That is such good news because, yes, that's something you don't want to do. You want to uncover all of the things, but you 
you don't want to have to hike and haul tits everywhere all over again. Because you've already been there. You've done that. Give us a break. But no, you mentioned this earlier. It looks so pretty. And I mean, I'm watching on screen share through Discord right now. So like, I'm not even seeing it in its full glory. And it looks really pretty. I like how there's a bunch of different colors. It still kind of has like that, I don't want to call it like that brown tone to it because that's not necessarily fair. There's lots of greens. But it looks like, this is a weird thing to say, but it looks, the world looks seamless. And what I mean by that is it's not so blatantly obvious looking where you can go next. It kind of just looks like you can go anywhere in this world. And that's really cool. Did you find that there is any limitations to the traversal? You know, or is it kind of like if you see it, you can likely go there? There are limitations. It doesn't have, you know, a Zelda like stamina system where you can essentially grapple onto anything and climb it. And I think a lot of that has to do with them trying to preserve narratively some lore items. And that's just one of those restraints, I think, on working in something in the Star Wars universe is that, Mm -hmm. hey, we want to make sure that if we're taking a character like Cal Kestis or BD-1 into this specific area that like it makes sense that they're going there and we don't want it to, to break immersion by letting you kind of innovate gameplay in the world in the way that Zelda lets you do. And I know that even later Assassin's Creed games kind of let you climb almost anything, but they added wow. these things to help you get around. That's so cool. <laughs> the gliders, right? Their own version of a glider, which is fine. Basically, you're taming different wildlife in the world, and you can use these creatures as gliders. I forgot what their actual name is. I thought I wrote them down in my list of creatures. But there's also land mounts that you can... Here we go right here. Oh, my that, God. It's that like you a can chocobo. Tame as well. It does kind of look like a chocobo. And there's a stable in the town where you can kind of see some of the mounts that you've tamed. And I didn't get to see it unlocked, but I assume that there's going to be some kind of cosmetic with like saddles or something because you can go to the stable and talk to the girl there. Her name is Mosey, but they, (laughs) they didn't really show us anything. And another thing that they really expanded in the more open world exploration of the game is these dungeons. And so this is a Jedi chamber. In my playthrough, I got to play through a High Republic chamber because there's some narrative focus on the High Republic era this time around, which I will just leave at that and let you guys kind of play through that on your own. There may be other previews that dive more into that narrative stuff. If you guys want to go find that, you know, please, you know. Go find that, but I want to leave that a little unsaid so that you guys can kind of discover that. This is one of the shops. As I mentioned, the world feels a lot more fleshed out with characters now. This lovely character, her name is... Well, I guess what I should say she's... they. I don't know. The character just had a female southern accent. Doma was her a name. A female southern accent. Doma Dendra. Yes. The character design and her costuming is so cool. And her shop oh, in the outpost. You can change his hair. Sorry, yes. I don't know if I knew that. Cosmetics are back in a big oh. way, everybody. And I am so glad because there was so many memes about like the ponchos from Fallen Order. But like really, like we just get to change the color of Cal's poncho. That's kind of silly. So there's a lot of cosmetics to have this time around. And... I am so glad because, you know, you know me, Andrew Renee Fashion Show. It's so fun. <laughs> and so you can get, you know, different tops and pants. And as we saw in the B-roll here, there's different haircuts for Cal. I think I even got like a shaved, like a different beard oh for, for Cal, which was kind of fun. And the lightsaber customization is back as well. So don't worry about that, everybody. You're going to be able to make your pink and purple lightsaber just like I did. I know you do. And BD1's custom customization has been expanded quite a bit as well. So you pick those up in chests throughout the world. And somebody had asked me on Twitter,
Twitter if the customization options from the first game are returning. I can't say specifically if they are. I did notice that there was one particular thing from the first game that returned that you had to find in the open world, but I'm not going to say what it is or how you find it. You're just going to have to figure that out on your own. But I imagine that there will be some nods like that to the customization, but you don't get to take anything that you earned and follow an order and bring it into Survivor. That's mm. not a mechanic in this game. So besides the combat, and I don't know how much you can talk about this, so you can tell me to shut the fuck up. Um, so when you're not in combat and you're not exploring, were you able to experience any of the downtime, like walking through the towns and just talking with people? And if so, what were you able to do in there besides give him a fresh new cut? I'm glad that you asked. The answer to that is yes. So I'm going to replay some of this footage really quickly. So what's a really cool improvement that they've done this time around is that they've added a recruitment system. So on screen right now, we're seeing Cal Custis talking to a character, and there are a variety of characters that you run into on Kobo, and I assume at the other locations in the game, which you know they haven't confirmed yet. And as you talk to these characters, you can go back and talk to them multiple times. The game will sometimes tell you, oh, new conversations unlocked in the cantina. And it's like, oh, well, maybe I should head back there and talk to some of the people that I met. And you can actually recruit people to come to your cause. And throughout Jedi Survivor, there will be different moments where you can take your crew members or your teammates or people that you've recruited out on missions with you and they'll kind of fight by your side. Oh, that's so cool. didn't detail exactly what that gameplay mechanic is going to look like. We've seen bits of it in some of the gameplay trailers that have been out. I think that that's a really awesome addition. It makes it feel like you have an investment in these people and that they're worth saving. We've seen her, heard some of the VO from Cal in the trailers about the importance of why you need to stay up to the Empire and why it's important to keep fighting and to keep the Jedi Order alive in this really dark period of Star Wars history. And I think it's really great that they give that as an option for you to do. So that's one thing that you can do is that you can meet and talk to townspeople and go on side quests with them and recruit them to your cause. And another thing that you can do that we already talked about is you can go to Doma Shop and spend some of the currency that you find out in the world to buy customization. And there's also the stables, which I mentioned, which I didn't get to really see fully realized because I think that's a later gameplay mechanic. So those are some of the things that you can do. And then the dungeons, which you know I didn't really talk a lot about. Let me see if I can find some specific B-roll yeah. of the dungeons. I got to say, I wasn't sure. I was like, okay, like I know I liked the last game right on. It was fun. I'll play this one. But I'm legitimately excited now. I don't know if the marketing just hasn't been reaching me or if I've just been stuck in Resident Evil land or what. But hearing you talk about it and seeing the footage, I'm like, ooh, this seems like a game I want to hunker down with and give myself a big fat month to get through. Yes, absolutely. You definitely do. Because this – and Britt, I'm with you. Like – I walked away from that gameplay demo going, I need this now. I want to play it right now. I want to take it home. And I was joking around with some of the developers who were on site because they, of course, had an army of people from Respawn there walking around, answering questions, helping people out. And I kind of made the joke. They were like, so what did you think? And I was like, oh, it's trash. You're maybe going to sell 20,000 copies. Like, you guys should be embarrassed. (laughs) And they were like, I think one guy for half a second was like, wait, is she serious? And I was like, no, obviously it's good. Like, duh. But Oh, no. You know, I've, again, just as a reminder, I've only played like four hours of the game. Yeah. Is it possible that this game is going to jump the shark narratively halfway through and 
be terrible. Like, that's a possibility. But based off how much I loved Fallen Order, I don't think Respawn is going to fail in that way. <laughs> yeah, that would be pretty I, wild. I think it's going to be good. I mean, my thing as a casual Star Wars lore fan is I'm not invested in what they're going to do canonically with the narrative. To me, I like it and I like the, you know, the the light side versus the dark side and the balance of the force and all that. Like I love the overall lore of Star Wars, but I'm not going to be like butthurt if they like make a decision that I'm not happy with. Like that's right. <laughs> you know, like but a lot of people out there might be. So Oh I, yeah. I can't speak for you. The Star Wars fandom? Wow, never. Yeah. Never, Andrea. Yeah, it's yeah, exactly. Ooh. But um, oh, I'm so excited. Cool. But the game looks amazing. It played amazing. I had so much fun. I didn't even talk about the perk system. There's a perk system now. And there's three perks you can equip at any time. And there's 25 total perks you can acquire throughout the course of the game that just essentially help you hone your play style and figure out, you know, how you want to become the ultimate Jedi Knight with with Cal Kestis. And there's just so much to explore and so much to meet. And I really love, also, I didn't show you guys any of this. You can fight a fucking Rancor. That's fun. This is like an optional boss you can find in the open world. And there's just so much of this that I think is people are really going to love that they just added all of these different ways that you can spend your time. You don't have to just go on Cal's mission. You can, you know, spend time helping other people in the area, fight off the Empire and also fight off Rancors, apparently. <laughs> Amazing. Apparently. So can you remind me, do you get experience points from defeating enemies and that's how you level up or do you get them other ways? Yes. Okay, so, so you can grind if you want to. Yeah, essentially you get XP by doing a lot of various things throughout the world and as you XP up, you'll get skill points that you can then spend at those meditation points. Got it. Okay. And is there a morality system of any way, shape, or form? Do you get to choose what Cal says or does in certain situations? Not that I've seen. And I'm okay. actually very grateful for that. I'm like, there's yeah, a lot too. of other things going on. <laughs> and I think also that would be really tough to do and keep it within Star Wars canon and lore. That's a really specific narrative challenge that we've seen other developers attempt and I think Respawn's like hey you know what our specialty is action 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 we're the combat studio so we're gonna focus on that instead and I think that that's the right no, call. that's great that takes away the stress of having to worry about if I'm making the right or wrong decision okay cool yeah cool. absolutely so thank you again to EA and Respawn for having me out at the event I had a blast playing the game if you guys want to learn more there's a bunch of other previews out there right now and the game comes out in just a couple of weeks on april 28th so we hope you guys enjoyed this special episode and we will be back next week with a very special interview with the global head of third-party portfolio for sony interactive entertainment giving us all the playstation secrets john bitson but until then have a great weekend bye everybody